Let me ask you this question. If your world is in a chaos because of relationships right now, who have you been blaming? Whoever you're blaming is the one that's causing you chaos is you causing yourself chaos. It's you that's causing it, no one else. If your identity of a relationship is a chore, the relationship won't grow beyond that. How is it that what I want will help them get more of what they want? When you actually find the partner that you can actually love, you'll see them for both sides. And if you want to love yourself, you have to love everything around you. So you've got to ask yourself the question before you have a, a challenging conversation with someone. Objectives of every relationship is to make sure we get into balance with ourselves and those around us. Attraction is not built on your cognitive awareness. It's built on a biochemical neuroendocrine response. And what you find attractive is just the things that are needed to procreate. Initially, right? We all grow up with these relationships, these ideas about relationships, where they come from, what they mean, what they do, and how we're supposed to navigate through them. But the truth is, is that we've only learned relationships at least the ones that we're talking about here, this belief inventory, with the ones we've basically just watched other people. We watched our parents with it, we watched our families with it, and that's kind of it. That was that's the end of our relationships. And that's how we navigated it. So our stories, our relationships of what we currently have are simply just the stories that we've told ourselves of how relationships are supposed to be. You can say all these other stories and all these things that you want to, but as long as you're getting value in that relationship, you'll be there. As soon as the person stops providing value and supporting what you want out of your life, you'll start questioning it. You'll have thoughts. You'll have different things inside of your head. And some of you may even pack your bags and say, you know what, I'm going to leave. And they may be empty threats or they may, empty and may be empty bags, but may even pack your bags and say to yourself, you know what, I've got to get out of this. I don't know, but something shifted. And then they started supporting your values and supporting who you are. And then they said, oh, you know what? Maybe this relationship's good. Maybe he's not such a jerk or she's not such a crazy one. Was it them or was it you that made the shift? Nine out of 10 times, it's probably you that made the shift, that allowed them to shift. And if you want to love yourself, you have to love everything around you and every experience as a part of it and every person as a part of that experience. And the objectives of every relationship we're under is to make sure we get into balance with ourself and those around us. When we do, we access different glandular systems in our body. If you look at religious context of relationship, which is great, they talked about two souls coming together. I think it's very valuable. Two souls, two pieces of light coming together to fulfill in each individual. It's about becoming whole in that relationship. It's about making a relationship about filling the parts of yourself that are missing. That's what the word fulfillment means. It means to fulfill yourself. Time is the variable factor in all emotion. That means that when you're highly emotional, does it feel like time is going fast or slow? Slow. When emotion is high, time is slow. When emotion is present, time is the key to the anti-aging principle because you don't have emotions weighing you down. But in our emotional nature, in our hormonal nature, what we've done is we've taken that and we've made it about lust. 
and we've transformed the term lust to love. We take lust into love, we truly don't understand it. It's just a spike in dopamine. And dopamine continues to rise, and we get a complete rise in dopamine, and it feels fantastic, it's rush, and then what we do, but it's not loving the person, it's needing the person. It's completely needing the individual. And we constantly need the person. And we constantly need the person. We constantly need the person. It's never connected. And your emotions and your health will go up and down. Your thyroid will go up and down. Your blood sugars will go up and down. When you actually find the partner that you can actually love, you'll see them for both sides. We go from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship. You know who you take with you every time? You. You take you with you. But we want to blame everybody else inside that. I'm not here because of this. I'm not where I want to be because of this. And it's all these other entities that have come along. Everything in your life is a relationship. To experience all of it. The goods, the bads, the highs, the lows. The, the entire experience of life. Everything in your life is dependent on that inside of you. But where do we get that? Where do we start with these things? Where do we get this? And this is all neurochemical. It all becomes neurochemical as a process that we become habitual to our patterns. And our patterns then dictate what our life is and what we're going to do. And then our patterns dictate what we look for and who we look for and the type of people we have in our environment. And most of us will look for people who want to support us. But those who want to grow will look for people who want to challenge us. Your relationship will never grow the identity that you're in. It won't. It has the, it'll be impossible to. If your identity of a relationship is a chore, maybe something that's a lot of work and it's, it's a responsibility and, and things that you need to get done, the relationship won't grow beyond that. You may have a partner next to you, but you're not going to be loving around that partner because there's two types of love that I want to talk to you about. There's the animal love which is the parts of yourself, which are the animals filling the needs, the lower part of the brain. And then there's the, I want to call it for lack of better words here, the higher love. And this is the higher love where you feel a deep resonance of love with an individual. Not based on the premise of something that is chaotic, but rather a systematic approach to loving the person for all of who they are. That's what we want to get into. That's really where we want to take this. Because, you know, in management, they say that love is not in business. If you can't take love out of business, I'm sorry, you just can't. Because leadership and business is about people. And if you don't love people for who they are, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love management, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love yourself, you can't lead others. Because the relationships you are in are not about the other person. The body is the conduit of consciousness. And it's the conduit of what's going on in the world around you. It's the conduit of telling you what's going right or wrong with your environment. So what your body is saying, what your hormones are saying, are telling you is how you perceive the relationships around you. So how does this whole dynamic of relationships take place? How does this whole thing even start and begin in the early stages? So if we look at a relationship dynamic from the very early stages, the first relationship we have is our parents, right? Our mother, to be specific, inside that. Now, we have a relationship with our father, of course, at some level. 
but it's our mom that's our first relationship and our mother being our first relationship imparts upon us different genes different pools their emotions into us and these gene pathways are now transformed from one to the other how many people have realized at some point or another until you made a conscious decision to be different you basically relived the same patterns your parents did because your dna and your neurology are looking for things that are corresponding to fulfill its values in a state of fight or flight at 0 0.008th of a second. You don't even consciously have the ability for the neuron to fire to the brain before you sit and say, I like this or I don't like this. The brain has already decided it. What's happening is that you are actually, your DNA that's methylated is looking for the opposite partner to fulfill that DNA. Let me ask you this question. If your world is in a chaos because of relationships right now, who have you been blaming? Is it your, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, mom, dad, uncle, employer, past employer, non-employer? Who is it that you're blaming? And you know the answer to it. Write it down on a piece of paper because that, that's someone you should probably think about and who you're blaming because what they're doing is trying to help you, but you just don't see that. Whoever you're blaming is the one that's causing you chaos is you causing yourself chaos. It's you that's causing that. No one else. If you have two disconnecting values that are trying to communicate, you are not on the same page. So you've got to ask yourself the question before you have a, a, a challenging conversation with someone, how is it that what I want will have to help them get more of what they want? And then you better do the work first. You better find the benefits to them first. And then when you do it, you'll sit and say, holy crap. And then you'll communicate it to them in their, their own benefits. And you'll be able to get what you want. And this is not manipulative, but it really will help them get there. Divorce happens. Relationships end not because of a lack of sex. It's because of mismanagement of money. Because money equals value. And if there's, the person isn't felt valued, there's not value in the relationship, that relationship is headed to turmoil and death. Hey guys, if you like that video, click on the link over here and you're gonna love the next video.